0: All right, everybody, welcome back. This is another episode of the players impact podcast. Our guest today, 10 year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, fitness icon and entrepreneur, Steve Weatherford. What's up, Steve? Man, dude, it is awesome, uh, to be on the show, brother. I mean, it's, uh, it's really,
1: this is needed, you know, like this project, this podcast and, and what you're creating really kind of bridging the gap in between, you know, the, the most elite athletes walking the planet. And, you know, really kind of starting all over in life as an entrepreneur. And it's, it's awesome. The opportunity that we're given as professional athletes. And there's facets of our life that become like, like Bruce Lee disciplined. But then there's also facets of our life because uh, of the amount of time, energy, passion and finances it requires to become so elite at one skill that there's a lot of different aspects of our life, you know, different types of responsibilities that really those those muscles, if we can refer to that as as muscles, they they become atrophied because we have people around us that take things off of our plate so we can double, triple, and quadruple down at what makes us the best in the world. But then you, you know, you decide to retire or your, you know, injury and your career is over. And then you want to venture into something else. And there's a lot of I don't want to say growing up, but there's a lot of muscles that we have to like reactivate, re-exercise in order to become really well-rounded. And and in my opinion, and in my experience, there's a lot of the things that made me great as a professional athlete also made me great as an entrepreneur. There were a lot of gaps that I had, um, that I discovered I had, that you know, being three years into uh, into entrepreneurialism right now, I'm I'm really starting to strengthen those gaps and I'm really seeing, you know, not just uh my businesses grow, but really just my enjoyment of the process grow because I'm not such a a shotgun to get things done. I'm more of a sniper rifle. And so I'm actually able to accomplish more with less effort. And uh, you know, I referenced Bruce Lee earlier, but one of my favorite Bruce Lee quotes is fear not the man that knows 10,000 kicks, but fear the man that's practiced 10,000 or that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. So I'll say it one more time. Uh, Cause I think I kind of butchered it. It was fear not the man that's practiced 10,000 kicks, but fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And as pro athletes, we practice one kick 10,000 times and we become, you know, some of the greatest to ever walk the planet at what we did. But there's 9,999 other kicks that we really haven't messed with in a few years. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a raw reality that we all,
0: we all will face at some point in our life. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why, you know, we started this podcast, you know, at the players impact is there's so many athletes, men and women doing so many amazing things that are, you know, not only profitable, but impactful. And that's really the goal of this podcast is to. You know, showcase the stories of those that are going beyond just kind of the profitability aspect and, you know, someone like yourself, you know, leveraging social media, you know, putting out valuable content daily that's within and outside of your business. Um, that impacts so many. So, um, really grateful for your time to, to come on. And I think you're spot on with that, but let's talk about kind of the playing side, you know, your athletic career. Um, that, you know, like you just talked about, that's kind of, um, the, uh, the foundation, you know, for your entrepreneurship career now. Um how do you end up someone like you who's in top shape, fittest guy in the NFL, and you're a punter. I Mm. think that's fascinating and I'm sure you get that all the time. So I mean you're super athletic. Talk about kind of your path uh to the NFL, you know, growing up through sports and um what were those lessons, you know, that sports taught you? I mean it's it'll sound generic because it's a
1: lot of the same things that like, you know, when when we become fathers and mothers and you know, we're, we're figuring out whether and regardless if you're a pro athlete or not, but, you know, men and women, they, you know, you have children and we always hear about the statistical benefits of getting your kids into sports with with self-confidence, with with leadership, with accountability to your teammates, with sacrifice, with resiliency, with the ability um, to develop a short term memory, you know, forgetting mistakes made and moving forward and pressing on the ability to see. Um, obstacles as opportunities, just all those things. And that's what makes professional athletes so dangerous as entrepreneurs, because we have such a ridiculous level of confidence. Um, But when you find a professional athlete that has that elite confidence with most of us do, and you also are able to marry that with competence and awareness competence, meaning you know, they have supreme confidence in what they want to do. They have the confidence to get it done. And then they also have the self-awareness. And what I mean when I say that is they know what they don't know. So what that enables you to do as an entrepreneur, having the confidence is really you know believing in the vision that you create for your business or for your, your passion project or for the impact that you want to make. That's supremely important because a lot of people don't it's the fear of failure, so a lot of people won't take that first leap of faith and believing in themselves and believing in their vision. And then the second part of it is competence, and that's kind of where a lot of pro athletes maybe end up biting off more than what they can chew because a lot of the times the confidence that we develop is the the confidence in our ability to do something, and we really kind of transition that confidence from professional sports into entrepreneurial. Um, ventures, which is awesome, but you have to have the competence and able to get it done. And if you don't have the competence to get it done, then it takes you to the third step. And that's self-awareness, knowing what you don't know. And knowing what you don't know allows you to put the pieces of the puzzle together and eliminating any of your weaknesses, or at least minimizing them. Like for me, for example, I'm I had to push back this podcast 30 minutes. Reason I had to do that is one of my gaps, one of the weaknesses that I have is overbooking myself and poor planning. So what I ended up doing about a year and a half ago is I went out and found the best personal assistant that I could find in regards to creating and managing schedules and a year and a half later, now granted I was I had to push this phone call back 30 minutes, she fills so many gaps for me and The the money that I pay her in order to help keep me organized really just allows me to eliminate a lot of the noise, not get caught up in the overwhelm of everything that I want to get done and really just map things out for me because as professional athletes, you know, we had coaches from age four, you know, in my position, age four, all the way up to 34 years old. So I always had a mom or a dad, a teacher or a coach lay out the expectations for me Lay down the plan for me, aka the playbook for me. And I became a master at executing. So when I become an entrepreneur, if I'm not a great planner, I need to go out and build a team around myself that is good at planning because there's nobody in the world that is better at executing than I am. And it puts me in my position of power. And that has allowed me over the last two years to build two very successful businesses, love what I do and impact tens
0: of thousands of lives every single month. And in terms of timeline, um, when you were still playing, where does business start to come into the picture? Is it when you were still playing towards the end of the year, your career or after your career altogether? Um, I was I was value, 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 value during my
1: playing career. And most specifically, the last three and a half seasons that I played, I pushed out so much um, health and fitness and motivation. You know, workouts, recipes, you know, behind the scenes of my life, YouTube videos, just connecting and engaging with people and literally taking all the pieces of the puzzle that allowed me to go from, you know, a really athletic kid at 108 pounds in my freshman year of high school, all the way through, you know, making it into the NFL somehow, somehow playing for 10 years, somehow winning the Super Bowl, and somehow you know out of the the 2000 uh, elite professional football players muscle and fitness named me the most fit athlete out of all of those i mean i sometimes have to sit back and and think to myself man dude i've i've done a lot in my life and i don't ever really take an opportunity to be proud of it and because it's always like on to the next thing on to the next thing on to the next thing um and i look back on you know like my nfl career And like, dude, I'm, I'm like sad to say it, but also like optimistic for the remainder of the, you know, 50, 60 years I have left on this earth is I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy myself a little bit more. That doesn't mean I'm going to achieve less or waste time partying. It just means, you know, when I set a goal for myself and achieve it, you know, my, my goals, I need to, the shift I'm making in my life is not looking at my goals anymore like a to-do list because a to-do list is like, oh, let's go pick up the dry cleaner Let's go get the kids from school. Let's go grocery shopping. And you just check those things off and you don't ever acknowledge yourself for getting them done because it's a to- to-do list. But goals are different, man. Goals require like so much sacrifice and so much vision and so much resiliency and so much, you know, just like testicular fortitude. It takes freaking nuts to put your goals out there on social media and then freaking do them. And I've, I've never taken opportunities in my life during my professional career to, to sit back and, and really acknowledge myself for what I've done and, and be thankful for the opportunities that I've had. That's always been there. I've always been thankful, but I've never, I've never really shown gratitude to myself. I show gratitude to other people. And so there's, there's definitely some shifts that I'm making in my life that, you know, are kind of scary because I know the way that I used to operate when I was an athlete it yielded a lot of positive things It yielded a lot of accomplishments and et cetera, et cetera, but I didn't enjoy it as much. And so now I'm kind of at the place in my life when, yeah, do I want to continue to achieve and change people's lives and build a legacy for my, my son and my four daughters? Absolutely. But I don't want to do that at the expense of my happiness. And so now I'm trying to master the, you know, kind of the dance of achieving and, and, appreciating at the same time, which is, uh, it's a new dance for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about mentors. Um, I, you kind of touched on it in terms of, you know, building a team and whatnot. Uh, I'm just curious when you were still playing, did you find yourself, uh, you know, you're talking in the locker room with your teammates. Did you find yourself often talking about business and, you know, ideas and different ventures that, you know, either teammates or people outside your network were working on? Or did that lesson really come afterwards? Is that like a regret that you have that you didn't do that? No, the reason that
1: I, I don't want to say sacrifice because for me, it wasn't really a sacrifice. It was really an investment. Um, I talked to, to guys, um, a lot about like what they were doing and I didn't really speak a ton on what I was doing. I always found it very, the, like the conversations that we would have in the sauna, you know, like after all the young guys have gone home because, you know, young guys in the NFL, like they don't take care of their body. Very few of them take care of their body like they should. And as they grow older, you know, maybe it's an injury or maybe it's they just start to see how effective and efficient taking care of your body can can really influence your performance, which you influence your performance is going to influence your checkbook and it influences your checkbook. Young guys are going to be a little bit more likely to do it. So a point, point I'm trying to make is the young guys leave the, the facility as soon as they can. And the older guys end up staying, staying after maybe doing some extra mobility or lifting or, you know, in the training room, working on some nagging injuries or the cold tub or the sauna. And so when I was younger, I I got into that mode really, really quickly because I never really thought that, you know, like I technically really deserved to be in the NFL. I was like a just a freaking grinder, you know, just a try-hard white guy that, you know, from the middle of nowhere in Indiana, and I was just happy to have a locker in the locker room. And so I knew in order for me to stay there and continue to provide for my family, I was going to have to do more than everybody else. And so I watched what the older guys did. And ended up having, you know, getting an opportunity to learn from them a lot and what they were doing. Um, and that's really kind of like what inspired me to not necessarily start businesses while I was in the NFL. It was more along the lines of set myself up to start a business. And so mm-hmm. the last three and a half years of my, my career, the reason I shared as much um, health and wellness content and, and the workouts I was doing in the offseason and the motivation that's in my heart. The reason I shared all of those things is, A, I knew it was going to benefit people's lives. And and I knew the best way to start a business was to give people the tools to solve problems in their life. You know, you like look at an iPhone An iPhone solves like a million different problems for people every single day from scheduling to connection with family members to all, you know, the freaking millions of apps that are in the, the iTunes store. Those provide services to people. So the iPhone became really the catalyst to solve issues in people's lives. And so I kind of looked at myself like, okay, I'm an iPhone. What can I create that is going to solve problems in people's lives and provide clear and concise um, instruction, clear and concise entertainment, clear and concise motivation, clear and concise solutions to everyday problems that people have. And the, you know, I'm just super fortunate and super thankful that what I love, you know, just really biohacking. I love figuring out different ways to get the most out of the human body. And it began with my own. So I've been my own science project for almost 22 years now. You know, I'm 36 mm-hmm. years old. Well, actually, it is 22 years now. Um, I just had a birthday about a month ago and I just turned 36 and I really like went completely all in on unlocking my genetic potential. And mm-hmm. that led me to learn more about not just my body, but more about the human body in general and different training tactics, different training styles, different ways um, to create programming that people will enjoy, that keeps people challenged and keeps, and, and, and it is effective. And in addition to that, then you start to look into kind of like the next step. Um, for me is, is nutrition and, and how much that has taken me from being 108 pounds as a freshman in high school to I'm 240 pounds right now. And I'm not sure what my body fat is, but it's, you know, it's probably seven, eight, nine percent at this time. And I'll be. I'll be that body fat percentage year round. And I might even get a little bit leaner if, you know, if I have an opportunity to do, you know, a a magazine cover shoot or something like that. But like my lifestyle is very, very attainable and it's not going to happen in a year. I mean, dude, I've been doing this for 22 years, but I know it works, right? So I, because of my pro career, I've had the opportunity to create relationships with the greatest master nutritionists in the world and and trained with some of the greatest bodybuilders in the world. And during my my playing career, the performance coaches that were you know part of the Saints, the Jets, the the Chiefs, the Jags, and the Giants, I learned like feverishly from all of those guys. So it's just awesome that I'm able to really be um, an iPhone for fitness because of my journey that I've been on, because of the levels that I've competed at, and really my willingness to to listen to people. And to learn and really just regurgitate that um, that content back to people after I have an opportunity to kind of test it on myself. Right. So it's been a wild ride, man, and I've enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to touch on one thing specifically that you said that I caught. Um I was talking about this with one of my advisors, Dave Meltzer, and he was talking Dude, about a
1: podcast with David like twelve hours. Oh yeah. Well yeah, have- so, that is so funny you said that because literally his uh he DM'd me late last night. I got it early this morning. I'm going to do an, and I've never met him before. So yeah, I'm doing a Instagram man. live with him at two o'clock today. And then tomorrow morning, he's coming by my, uh, my office. And I'm going to, I'm going to interview him for my podcast. And then, uh, and then he's going to interview me for his. So it's so funny that you said yeah. that because right before I signed on here, I was texting with him and his assistant to, you know, get the details over to him. So
0: yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. You to get After the show, you're going to have to give me some good questions to ask him tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll send you a DM once we're done. Um, he's a great man, by the way. I mean, one of the best yeah. and fortunate to have him that. now kind of in, in my corner. But we were talking um, last week when I was with him in New York, and he was talking about how there's really two types of successful people. You got like the LeBron James and the Michael Jordans, the genetically gifted who are just great from the beginning, who, mm-hmm. you know, you still have to work hard. Some don't work as hard as the others, but some, you know, make the most of the opportunity that God gave them. And then there's what you're talking about, which is the grinders, the ones who who dreamed about it, but honestly didn't expect to be there. But there's something in that mentality, the fact that you had to grind and work every day, and you almost didn't even have that expectation of ever achieving it that will make you successful in the long run. So talk about the value of being that type, where I feel like I'm very similar myself, where I'm, I'm clawing for every possible inch that I can get. But talk mm-hmm. about the value of, of, of what that taught you and how you're applying that still to your business. Like, I'm sure it's a, quite obvious, but just talk a little bit more about that. Cause I think it's really valuable for people who are trying to be successful to grasp.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's very, and it's funny because you said, you know, LeBron James and you said Michael Jordan. And I'm not going to disagree with you that either one of those guys are like genetically gifted, but let's, let's look back at like the younger Michael Jordan. I mean, that dude got. Sure. that cut from the team in high school, right? You know what I mean? So like, right. yeah, is he genetically gifted? Absolutely. But it's not like everything was always handed to them. And then the other guy that I think of when I think of like the best basketball player ever, you know, in addition to LeBron James, but look at a guy like Kobe, Kobe Bryant. That dude's right. workout routine was insane. Like he right. would get to the gym every single morning. He still does it now. At mm-hmm. four thirty in the morning he lives about forty minutes north of where i'm at and uh I'm in kind of a, a subdivision, i guess if you will, of San Diego called Rancho Santa Fe he's about forty minutes north in Costa Mesa, and his workout regiment right now is absolutely off the charts man and and he I was speaking to him about what his routine was while he was playing, and it was pretty much the same way, so it's just like what got him into the NBA was obviously um, a talent that his his genetics and his brain accepted that skill maybe a little bit easier than other people. Right. You know, meaning like he would try as hard as the person next to him, and he would get better faster. I will give that to myself. I'm obviously Kobe is probably going to say he's the same way, and Michael Jordan is going to say he's the same way. Um, not to put myself in the league with them. Um, That's not the point that I'm trying to make. The point that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make is every single person that plays on TV is talented. There's no question about it. So I don't want to downplay my God given abilities, but, but I'm the point I'm trying to make is when you find what it is, your God given talent and ability is there, there really is, there's absolutely no ceiling for it. And like, Look at Steph Curry. There's no reason Steph Curry should be absolutely slaying right. the NBA the, the way a that he is. Example. Yeah. I mean, that guy is, if he's lucky, he's 187 pounds soaking wet, but he is in the NBA slaying the game. Right. And it has nothing to do with jumping ability or speed, or he wasn't born to shoot that way. That is grind. So you look at a LeBron James that obviously is very physically gifted. And then you look at a Steph Curry. And it's really a toss-up to which guy do you want on your team? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, so that just goes to show you, like, there's a million different ways to be successful in life, but it's all about, like, finding what it is that you love. And if you're talented at it, that's even better. But find what it is that you love. If you find what you love, like, working obsessively on it is not going to be difficult. And you, if you work obsessively on anything – you're going to become the best in the world, period. Like, write that on stone. I believe that without a doubt because there's no there's no reason I should be a successful entrepreneur. There's no reason that I should be successful at pro football. the The reason I'm successful at it is not because I found any one thing that I'm passionate about. It's just I know how to go all in on what I'm passionate about. So I was never really passionate about football. I was always passionate about health and wellness and so being fascinated and obsessed and passionate about you know unlocking my genetic potential allowed me to you know earn a scholarship to college and and be a decathlete and play football it allowed me to go to the NFL it allowed me to you know be on the cover of magazines it's allowed me to go from the NFL into being an entrepreneur and starting you know a, a digital a digital program business, essentially a digital marketing business that provides custom tailored programs to people based upon their height and their weight and their body type and their goals, and I've got a bunch of other digital ebooks that have have yielded you know millions of dollars, and it's not because, like you know, I'm some super celebrity, it's because I know what I'm doing, and the reason I know what I'm doing is I freaking love it. And and it, it impacts people's lives, and it all comes back to falling in love with one thing when I was 14 years old has allowed me to do all of those different things, like be an entrepreneur and be a pro football player. But really, at the end of the day, my passion is like the human body and physiology and performance and, and genetic potential and, and nutrition and supplementation, and it's just opened up literally the world for right. me.
0: Sure. No, that I think that's awesome. Let's get tactical now for the the rest of the time uh, that we have. A lot of the audience for um, this podcast is other pro athletes, you know, different sports from the Olympics to the NFL, MLB. Um, walk us through kind of step by step. I know you said it's been about a two year journey for you, you know, building your businesses. Let's start from the beginning. You have your passion. You know, you built your business around your passion. What are the steps you took at the beginning? In the middle and then walk us through to kind of where things are today. All right. I, when I retired,
1: I had absolutely no idea, um, what my business was going to, was going to be. I just knew the industry that it was going to be in and I knew what my intention was. Like I knew what the result was. I knew I wanted to solve problems in people's life through health and wellness. And so the first declaration I had as a professional or as a, as a retiree was January first, two thousand and sixteen, and I wrote down four different resolutions and I put those resolutions on Instagram. And three of or two of them were family goals, one was a personal goal, and then one was a fitness goal. And the fitness goal is what I wanted to get nineteen inch arms in ninety days. Now at that particular time I was considered the fittest man in the NFL, but my arms were not big. You know, they I don't feel like they matched the rest of, of my physique. That was always a stubborn muscle for me. So I stated my declaration of what I wanted to achieve on social media, and I knew that would put pressure on me to do it. At the time, I had like 16.75-inch arms, and so I went and spent time with the the best bodybuilder in the world, Flex Lewis, seven-time Mr. Olympia. I spent a week training with him and learning different arm training modalities um, with the experience I had from the athletic training standpoint from performance coaches in the NFL. Then I went and spent uh, three days with a master nutritionist to really kind of dial into how to eat to actually grow muscle versus how to eat to be a great athlete. Um, and then I did a ton of research on supplementation. I created a program for myself, pretty much just like on a napkin in a notebook. Um, I didn't create it as an entrepreneur, but I did this program and I was so hardcore. I was so dialed in. I took no days off and I was just very, very consistent with the plan. I, I laid before myself Um, so, and it took me four days longer than my goal. So it actually took me 94 days instead of 90 days, but I got to 19 inch arms and then I shared the whole journey on social media leading up to that. And then once I hit my goal, people were like, holy crap, they literally watched my arms grow on social media, which uh, was really fun to bring them in on that journey with me. And so essentially the people on social media convinced me to take what I had already shared on social media and package it into an ebook program. And so I took the next three and a half months and I took action on that. And I learned how to do graphic design. I learned how to build a website. I learned how to embed videos into ebooks. I wrote out my personal story of like why I created this 12 week arm training program called Armageddon. And so I took three and a half months doing that. And then I spent like another six weeks, um, learning how to actually, you know, run a business. So I had to, you know, I had to get, um, I had to get some copyrights and I had to set up like a business account and blah, 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 blah. That took another six uh, six weeks. So that's five months after I actually finished the program that I actually launched my business and I had my first product. And it was just absolutely insane to reverse engineer the marketing process because I created, I went through a program and convinced people and showed people that this program would work. And then they convinced me to build a business around that. And that's how I got started as an entrepreneur. And it was just so much fun to be able to create something that you can just email to people and solve issues in people's lives. Because I'll tell you what, you know, especially if even the pro athletes listen to this right now, I would I would venture to say 90% of the guys watching or listening listening to this show right now what to have bigger arms and that's professional athletes. Like the majority of us are like carved out of marble. You know, we are genetic freaks, but all of us want bigger arms. So I created that for the community, the, for the fitness community. And it was awesome to see a digital ebook, you know, generate a, a seven figures inside of seven months. And I had no business experience. I didn't graduate from college. The only degree that I had was a high school degree from Terre Haute North Vigo high school, And I had no idea what I was doing, but I was leading with value and people trusted me and I over-delivered on that trust. And then from that ebook, you know, now I have 10 different programs that I've released um, in 2019 and quarter three, I will, hopefully it'll be quarter two, but we'll be launching an app um, that I'm very, very excited about that is essentially going to be, all of the programs that I've created will be on one app and people will be able to pay pay, for example, $20 and have access to 10 different programs versus paying $67 for one program, you'll pay $20 and have access to all of the programs. And then, um, phase two of that app will be for me to go out and find different influencers, different professional athletes. And I might source some of them from the people listening to this show right now and give them my, give them my, um, my, my digital team and and map out with them a program that they think is going to help solve problems in people's life, whether it's mobility because they had a, a, an injured shoulder, or maybe that's teaching high school kids how to throw a baseball and a training program for that or an instructional program for that. So it's essentially going to be like Netflix and the masterclass, and we're going to marry those together so people will have full and complete access do all of the programs that all of these professional athletes, professional crossfitters, professional endurance runners, endurance hikers, mobility specialists. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to take all these celebrities and put them in one place for people in addition to allowing other fitness influencers and other nutritional influencers and other yoga influencers to create programs on this. And this essentially this app will become the iPhone for fitness solving Every single issue anybody has with health and wellness or diet or nutrition or supplementation, it's going to be the one-stop shop. And that's my goal for 2019 is to get that launched. And then I've got a 36-month uh, goal that is, is going to be my exit plan, and I'm going to sell it to Nike. That is my vision, and I'm declaring it for the first time ever
0: on this show. Love it. We, we got to save this episode for future reference. I think it's going to happen within 36 months, not on the 36-month mark, but before. Um, I, I think it. what's I think what's compelling about your story is you, a lot of entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you can speak to this too, people build businesses that are suited to their ideas, not the market's need mm-hmm. or wants. And it, you didn't only reverse engineer the marketing process, you reverse engineered your entire business where you didn't For even sure. go into this to monetize or you know, leverage your playing career, even like you were just being real and genuine. Um, So my question is, talk about the value of having the personal brand that you have on Instagram, because I think for athletes specifically, I mean, it is so important to not only have the personal brand on social media, but for it to be 100% authentic. And I mean, you're one of the best at it. So talk about the value, the business value that that's generated for you to Really stick to that, you know, genuine angle that you brought to the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you think about, it's the thing about psychology of, of buying something. You know, like there's a reason that everything that Apple releases, people don't ever think to themselves, do I trust this person? That's the whole deal is right. like being able to trust somebody. If you can trust a brand, the consumers will buy anything that you release. And the reason they'll do that is because they don't have to filter through the normal buying process, the trust process of making a purchase. Because the most valuable thing that according to consumers, the most valuable thing they have is their money. And so they're very, very protective of their money and they're very leery of people taking their money and them not getting what they paid for. And so when you have a celebrity brand, And you are an influencer on social media and to take it to the next level, if you're a social media influencer and a professional athlete at the same time, people won't second guess you initially. Now, if you give them a reason to second guess you by being inauthentic and releasing a product or endorsing a product that you don't even take or that you don't believe in and and they can tell that you're just doing it for the money, that trust is gone and it's gone instantaneously. And so that's why I think the most valuable thing that professional athletes have is not their gift for that specific sport, but it's their personal brand. Because the money that we make throwing, throwing a baseball or, you know, hitting a hockey puck or dunking a basketball or throwing a touchdown or kicking a football, that is awesome. But the ability that we have when we get done playing that sport and executing that skill, is literally limitless. Because you think about just trying to get a meeting with, let's say for an example, let's let's pick somebody that m- the majority of people are going to know on this show. And that would be somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vee. A lot of people, he's big, big, big on social media. He is like mm-hmm. the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. How is somebody going to be able to get a meeting with somebody like that? Well, when you're a professional athlete, I guarantee you, if you call his office, he's going to make at least five minutes for you. And the amount of things that you can learn from sitting in an office with Gary Vaynerchuk and having him really just kind of mastermind what you could do with your career when you're done playing ball, I've done it. I did it. He gave me 45 minutes. And the, the things that I learned in that 45 minutes have really shaped the direction that I went. And and it it allowed me to eliminate a lot of the mistakes that I was going to make because I was able to connect with a mentor the same way you're able to connect with David. Like David likes pro athletes. David works with pro athletes. David will sit down with the pro athlete. So for the people, the men and women listen to this podcast right now, we have an incredible, incredible, incredible opportunity to create relationships with people like that. And we don't have to cut through the noise because our reputation cuts through the noise for us. It's not just some Joe blow off the street. It's so-and-so professional volleyball player. It's so-and-so professional hockey player. It's so-and-so professional baseball player. And instantly you cut through the noise and you have his attention or Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, attention. Like go out there and ask questions, be humble, be aware and know what you don't know. And when you go into that meeting, tell him what you don't know. And he's going to solve problems for you. And you don't even have to go and have a meeting with them slide up yeah. in their DM on social media, the same way that I do at least once a week from somebody that I want right. to learn something from, or I've got a question from and the majority of the time they get back to you.
0: Right. That's how we got connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it works. exactly. You know, um, no, I love it. So last question, you know, we end each of the first three episodes of the podcast. Um, what is the impact that you want to leave behind looking at your career on the field, now off the field and kind of looking at them collectively. You know, you reach, you know, millions of people a year on social media. What's the the real impact that you want to have on people?
1: Uh, that's a great question, man, and I don't want to give you just some half-cocked answer. Take your time. Take your time. I think I think it's something along the lines of Like, do what you love, you know, because if you really, really love what you're doing, not every day is going to be, you know, Skittles and rainbows, but when you're doing what you love, even the crappy days aren't that bad. It's like, you know, it's kind of like when I grew up, my dad had hanging over his bed, you know, you could never have a bad day fishing because Mm -hmm. my dad loves fishing. And so even if he goes out there and it's raining and he doesn't catch any fish, like, He still loves that, you know, but the days he goes out there and he, you know, fills his whole rowboat worth, you know, a fish. That's the greatest day ever. So if you can do something that even on your bad day really isn't that bad and on your best day just fills you with so much joy, find a way to make a business out of that and a career out of that because there should be no reason that, that I should have been able to build a business out of Helping get people get bigger arms, but I did it. And the reason I did it is because I asked the people what they wanted and the people, the community, the marketplace will speak to you if you're humble enough to ask the question. Because professional athletes, people want to know everything about us. They want to know whether or not you sleep with socks on. They want to know what kind of car you drive. They want to know, you know, do you take your, how often do you take your wife out on on a date? Like I answer questions like that on social media and I share those facets of my life as silly as they seem. But that's what allows me the opportunity to also monetize on the relationship that I have with them. So if I allow people to really come into my life and really get to know not my products, but get to know me, if I allow social media and I allow the marketplace to really get to know me and my family, it doesn't matter what I release. They're going to consume it because they feel like they have a relationship with me and they feel like they can trust me. And I over-deliver. Everybody on my team over-delivers. And that's how you create a a cult-like following and, and repeat customers for life because I'm going to keep putting out things that I believe in. I'm going to keep putting out things that change people's lives and people are going to continue to pay me to do it. And I love what I do. So I'm not, I wore shorts to work as a professional athlete and now I have sweatpants on and a pair of flip flops
0: and I'm doing a podcast and I love it. I'm thankful, man. (laughs) No, and we're thankful for your time today, Steve. Um, before you go, where can uh, the listeners find you on social media and connect with you? Yeah, man, especially like a a
1: podcast like this, like this is our community, man. This is our fraternity. So, you know, if anybody has any questions at all and you want to know like how to get started or maybe you're already started and, you know, maybe you hit a roadblock or you're wondering what you would do in this situation or that situation, or are you at the the position in in the lifetime of your business that you want to take on investors? Are you struggling with marketing? Like, I don't know at all. But I'm mentored by the people that do know it all. So slide up in my DM. I'm on Instagram at Weatherford5. Um, I put out a lot of content on, on, um, Snapchat. I'm at Weatherford5 there. I've got a YouTube channel. I'm on Twitter a little bit. I've got a Facebook page, but the direct line to me is going to be, um, Instagram DM. I monitor and, and answer almost every single one of those messages myself, unless I have a post that, inspires a thousand DMS in one day, then I don't get to all of those. Um, But if it's got a blue check by your name on in the DMS, I guarantee I'm going to get to it and my team will alert me if I'm not in the DMS that day. So I I really do. I want to help this community. It's awesome being on this show. I hope this show grows when the show comes out, make sure you let me know and I'll put it on my social media and uh, we'll be able to attract more of the, you know, the goal getters in life that, that allowed us to become professional athletes and will you know, continue to propel us and give us momentum created by each other for each other to go out and freaking live a championship culture in your marriage, in your business, in your life. And let's enjoy the ride, man. We only get
0: we only get one time to ride the ride of life. Let's buckle up and do it big. A hundred percent. Steve, this was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Guys listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Leave up, leave us five stars really appreciate it will help us grow the show steve thanks again for your time really appreciate it
1: absolutely man and and in addition to to all of the the content that you guys are putting out man um if you ever want to get like a round table of guys together like in southern california sometime like get together like six or seven pros in one room we should film that and have curated ant or questions and answer those like live on instagram put that on youtube there's a lot of there's a lot of legs for what you're creating, man. And I'm really stoked to be a part of it.
0: No, absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely connect offline. We have some guests lined up. You know, I don't want to reveal it too soon. I'm still in the process of kind of securing some stuff, but uh, let's talk more about that. But uh, thank you so much again. And until next time, this is the own your journey podcast during some stuff, but. Uh,